Welcome to the Creative Curious Podcast. This is a live show where we dive into some of the most interesting topics in all of creation and try to understand them from a biblical worldview. Today, my guest is the one and only Cody Wright. She's an author, a professor, and just uh, at this point, a longtime friend. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, welcome to the show today. I'm glad to have you on. Well, thank you for having me. This is so exciting to be here with you guys today. (laughs) It's a... what has it been like? It's been more than a year since <laughs> the last time we did a podcast. That's right. We were just about to publish the book, and this was kind of one of the first debuts of us announcing that Launchers was going to be out into the world. Right. So <laughs> let, let's just talk about that then. What has life been like post being an author? Post author. So they never prepare you to whenever you are about to launch a book with all of the different things that you should be expecting and one of the things is like the first week the first week of like your book launch you feel like a total success all of your friends are reaching out to you all of your colleagues are like i bought your book Mm. everyone's going (laughs) and you know commenting and they're all um you're reviewing your book and then the second week you're like nothing like it, I mean, obviously sales are still happening and things, but you don't have that high or you don't mm. have that that level um, of excitement that was when it first published, right? Mm. Um, but then there's still, you know, like people going out and and reaching out and publishing. Or I'm sorry, um, looking to purchase your book. And so all in all, it's been really fun. This has led me to a lot of ways to do speaking engagements with schools and other organizations. And it's been just a beautiful ride to see also then um, once now, now that it's been out into the world for over a year, what it's like now seeing how it has impacted other Mm. people's lives and them coming to me and saying like, hey, this impacted me in this way or this is how this particular story grabbed me. And so it's just fun to see everyone's different perspective Mm. on things. So you co-authored this book, but but authoring a book or writing a book is quite the challenge. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of time. And you mentioned that like the second week, you're like, I don't have as much input and like stimulus of like oh it's new Mm -hmm. everybody's excited about it what was it like putting so much work into something and dedicating your time and thought space to like writing a book or putting a piece of work together and then being in that post like uh publishing Mm -hmm. and sitting in that place of like man like what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say the whole the whole process is humbling and rewarding. Mm. Humbling in the fact that, um, you know, you have these people who are coming in through and editing and critiquing your book. And, and so you have to separate yourself. Like, it's not them speaking down about me. It's just the book in general, right? Mm. Or... Um, in, in, in that regard and then but it was really exciting because I was like okay so what is what is my next what is my the next thing that I'm going to start working on and I got some phenomenal advice from a dear friend of mine who is who actually he just published his third book today he mm. is his um, third release date today same as Lorenzo Gomez and he said you have to ride ride that wave and 
writing a book is like planting a tree like you plant the seed and then the next year like it's going to grow and grow and grow and so Mm. um in the beginning I was like what is this but now that I'm more mature and understanding that season Mm. it's good yeah yeah so like something I've been very curious about you just watching your journey is trying to figure out where you derive purpose because being a very driven person Mm -hmm. that does a lot of things and like is very career and goals oriented and like wants to live a full life Mm -hmm. where at what point do you just kind of stop and say like i'm good like this (laughs) is this is enough for this amount of time or does it stop like where are you at in that journey as as far as finding purpose and walking in that oh i'm i'm so glad (laughs) i'm glad that you you brought that up because i've always been an achiever Mm. i've always been someone who goes after a goal whenever i set it i'm going to accomplish it no matter what and for a long time in my life i saw accomplishing goals as me being an accomplished person, mm. me being valuable, valuable, mm. right? But my value is not in what I do. It's in God. And my identity is in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so whenever it, it was, there was a time in my life where I was like, this is not my identity. These are just the roles in which I play. Mm. But my identity is rooted in my self-worth, my, um, you know, like my identity in God, my identity is you know, like my soul, my, um, yeah. who I am, my personality. And so for Anybody who is high achieving and loves to reach goals, just know that it's okay to fail. Mm. It's totally okay to fail. And you have to be graceful with yourself because if you're always accomplishing, if you're always achieving, you will lose sight of the journey and of where you're going because you just get that like one track mind and you don't enjoy the beautiful little little things through like throughout the journey on on the way to the destination yeah like one way you and i connected right off the bat was strength finder yeah and you really push you're like you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this (laughs) yes and i think for me i kind of tend to like i'm like i don't really want to look at that Mm -hmm. because i almost feel like i get into this routine of like i want to grow so much Mm -hmm. and i want to like you know now i'm really finding out and figuring out how to rely on the Lord Mm -hmm. fixing me, I guess, (laughs) or like changing my heart and my perspective on things. But my base tendency is like, I see a problem or I see like a character flaw. I want to get in there and I want to fix it. And so like, but I do think it was very beneficial looking at those strength finders and being able to say, okay, this is what I'm good at. And this is kind of my base route. And then one thing a lot of people are into now and I don't know where I necessarily stand on it, but the Enneagram mm-hmm. and like understanding your your motivation for why you do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's a certain point where you can just like self-analyze too much and try to like grow yourself too much and understand and like it takes away that kind of trust of God? Well, I'm, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, and I, li- I like where, where you're leading us here because it's good to know who you are, right? What are you naturally good at and, or what are your natural tendencies? Mm. What frustrates you? What are you motivated by? So that you can put yourself in areas where you know that you will naturally be successful. 
It's also important for us to know our weaknesses because that is where we tend to have our sin struggles as well. Mm. And so if you aren't aware of your weaknesses, like people pleasing, for example, if you're a people pleaser, you are more likely to focus on pleasing them versus pleasing God, which Mm. could potentially lead to you deceiving yourself and them to say something that at the end of the day you wouldn't agree with, but it would not cause conflict and Mm. you would make that person feel more comfortable right? So it's so important for us to understand just from a, you know, putting everything on the table. What am I good at? What am I not good at? And how in the world is the Lord going to lead me, right? Because Mm -hmm. knowing these things, you can be aware of your your, uh, barriers, right? And you can be aware of your strengths as well. And um, so it is good for us to understand, okay, what are we working with? And then how can we move forward? But in the way of self-analyzing, I feel like sometimes you get into your head too much and you're like nitpicking different things Mm. here and there. And, oh, what about this? And what about that? And um, I think that can lead to a self-defeating prophecy, especially if that internal chatter is negative self-talk, which I hope we can talk more about here in a little bit. Um, But anyhow, it's, it's important for you to know what, ha- what gifts has God given you? And also, what hang-ups or habits do you currently have? And how can you get over that, right? Mm-hmm. Because a, a habit is, is huge. Um, we have them all in our, our every part of our life. We have habits, either good or bad. And um, for every habit, there's a cue, a reward. There's a, a cue, a routine, and a reward. And um, so you have to I think it's also important for us to understand what are our good habits and what are our bad habits as well. Mm. Mm. So are you like, what has your process been like in self-discovery in that, like maybe slowing down a little bit and like spending more time in the moment and not so focused on future goals? Cause I think my base tendency is, uh, I, really want to be valuable to others. Mm-hmm. Like I really, want to be needed Mm -hmm. right and uh like i mean if you want to do a podcast in college station texas you go to bailey right like Mm -hmm. or you know you want to come over to the studio like that's a thing and i think that was in some of my motivation in why i chose to do this is like i'm different and that makes me like irreplaceable Mm -hmm. in a sense And so I know that's like the negative bad tendency that I have. And so like growing from that and saying, okay, I know that, but I need to derive like my comfort, my joy and my security from God and not finding that in myself. And so like being so goal oriented and building this repertoire of skills and and assets and all these things are you know i found over time is like it's a bit futile and i think sometimes we can get so caught up in the you know university grind and what the world tells us to do as far as like success and motivation and what we should be chasing after chase after all of your dreams without taking a moment and thinking like is this right Mm -hmm. like is this my direction or is this the direction that God has for me. And so I guess my question is like, has that been a struggle for you? And like, how have you walked through that in the last, you know, since we last spoke? Mm -hmm. So I think you first have to ask yourself, this is this a 
a goal that God wants me to pursue or is this a goal that I want to pursue to elevate myself in a particular way? Mm. You and I have have talked about this before, but for anybody who hadn't heard the podcast previously, I never thought in my life that I would be a professor at Texas A&M, right? (laughs) I never thought that God would use me in this way to help educate these students in in a subject that I wanted to go into, right? So I, I teach sales at Texas A&M. And, and so at the end of the day, the best sales representative I've ever met in the entire world is God, mm. right? <laughs> <laughs> and every meeting, I have a, I have a, a morning meeting with, with the big guy upstairs and just mm. ask him to, instead of me making my to-do list and being like, hey, God, help me throughout this to-do list throughout the day, it's like, hey, let's make this together, right? Mm. So... Um, in the, be- in the beginning, um, right whenever I graduated from college and started my career, I cared way too much about what other people thought, cared way too much about other people's opinions, and I let those opinions guide my my journey in, in several areas of my life, and that's silly, right? I mean, like, obviously, hindsight is, is 22. <laughs> no. <laughs> hindsight is 2025. 22, 25. 22, 22. Hindsight is, is 20, 20. Um, but I think it's also important for you to ask yourself whenever you make a decision, are you making a decision for you or are you making a decision based off of what other people think and other people's opinions? And so is it, um, so you just got to go back to why am I making this decision Mm. and, um, making sure that you are charting your journey and your course and your path that is God honoring and that you are like social media, for example, I think all of us could, could agree that it's a great way for people to talk about their business or talk about their podcast or talk about, you know, all of the great things that are going on in their life. And so, but in it, there is bad in it, right? But there is yeah. also a lot of good. There's a lot of good and um, that people can use social media in a, in a good way. Yeah. Um, did I answer your question? Not really, but that's great. <laughs> okay, ask your question <laughs> no, again. That, so I can. Just like what has been like the process for you, like trying to get more rooted in uh the i guess not necessarily the moment because people use that word a lot but the uh the i guess purpose like if we're talking like we can go into negative self-talk and all this stuff but like big thing that i've been walking through recently like i just went through a breakup Mm -hmm. and it was very significant to me um and so i've just been searching and talking with god and talking to a ton of influences and community to try to discover like what is the purpose for the next month of my life you know six months to a year Mm -hmm. because my whole like plans or and god loves to do that right yes it's remove our own plans and, (laughs) and put his into place but like what is the purpose and walking through these things and so like I don't know I I'm not the typical podcast host because people want to know like you know usually people want to talk about like okay what are the habits and things that you're doing and I I think we were very much there last time Mm -hmm. but really what I want to focus on in this episode is like finding that purpose in your life Mm -hmm. apart maybe from the things that you do or maybe like how are the things you do a result of walking in purpose? Mm-hmm. And what what is that? My question is, what has that journey for you been like this last year? Oh, okay. Because I, totally I can definitely feel just like this knowing that you have moved 
less away from actions oriented purpose building resume repertoire more like relational mm -hmm. and you know you know yeah what I'm saying? i know i know exactly <laughs> what you're saying so who the past the past year and a half i mean COVID has totally been crazy mm. right and it has thrown a lot of people off but it has been fun it has been really fun um just to see myself grow over the course of the of this time of now i have author on my not on not as my identity but as like something that i've done and my name means helper mm. and that's all something i've always wanted to do is just help others right um and so every morning i get up and i think to myself how can i help people today and that has how i have found my purpose in this time and um in this season is because you totally have an identity kind of shift right after you write a book because you're like oh i'm an author right <laughs> yeah. like you sit up a little bit taller um and that's i mean like that's it's it's been a lot of fun to say the least yeah um, but you have to to separate okay what have i done and how am i helping people mm. um and so how i have found my my purpose just over this path during this season of being an author is how can i help somebody with this book mm. and i don't care if it only helps one person if only if we did all of this work just to help one person that one person was helped yeah. in a way that helps them you know restructure their career or launch their career in a, in a successful way and helps them feel like they have purpose because they are doing a role or they are in a role where they feel successful like whenever you get into any new role you're going to have those little bumps and bruises along the way you're going to doubt yourself a little bit but um, once you get into a role where you are actually utilizing your strengths, those gifts that God gave you, you're going to feel really fulfilled. Mm. And something, somebody, I heard this on the radio the other day, and they said, um, in the past year, if, if, if you were to look back on all of your prayers and God was to answer all of the prayers that you prayed for, would it change the world or would mm. it just change your life? So, anyhow. That's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, so, you know, with that being said, it's like since the book, since COVID and all these things, has your mindset of like, you know, your your book is called Launchers, mm -hmm. how to launch a career, not just get a job? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and, uh, and so in that book, you're talking a lot about, you know, fulfillment through careers and like what how you should be thinking about it what kind of jobs you should be looking for versus whatnot like a lot of self-discovery things has your mindset shifted on that since you know with covid with everything has has some of your opinions changed that's a good question. Have any of my opinions changed? Well, you look back and like you, you like listen to your audio book or you, re you read your book and you're like, why did I write that? <laughs> why did I write that? That right there. Um, but I think what COVID has really shown me and shown me through the lives of other people is so many people's identity are tied to their, the roles, mm. the, the job in which they play right? So there's this really cool theory. It's called the IR theory. It's hmm. identity role theory. Sandler teaches this. Um, Sandler is a sales training, but 
essentially there is your identity and that's who you are rooted in Christ. And on a scale of one to 10, obviously you're a 10, right? And your identity, mm. but there are the roles in which you play, right? So you're a brother, right? You're a brother. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're, <laughs> you're a son, you're yeah. a student, you are a friend. Okay. Mm. And you could list off all of the, you're, you're a podcast host, right? Yeah. Um, all of the different roles in which you play. Okay. So day to day, you could have a particularly bad day, right? Mm. As a podcast podcast host, or maybe you didn't um, do particularly well as a friend that day, right? So you may be yeah. feeling like a three in that role, but that doesn't mean you as a person are a three, mm. right? So without knowing that barrier between the two, you feel like a three that mm. day. So you have to kind of step, take a step back and say, okay, I did not do well in this particular way in this role today. That doesn't mean Bailey as a person is a three. It means just I didn't perform that well in this role. Um, so all that to say, I saw a lot of people struggling during COVID with their sense of identity rooted in the job that they had just lost. Mm. And that's, that's a really hard struggle to see people walk through, right? Because it's like, oh, who am I, right? right? What What is my purpose here? That's what a lot of people ask themselves. Why, why am I here? What is my purpose? Do I even matter? right? And the answer is yes, you do. You do have a purpose. (laughs) (laughs) You do matter, right? God didn't put you on this earth just to breathe and drink water and pay taxes, right? Um, Your purpose, you do have a purpose here. And I think if you focus too much on trying to identify what that purpose is, you will lose sight of what your purpose is, right? you know? So why why do you think we do that as humans? Why do you think we, uh, I mean, I think most of my audience or or our our audience is a mostly do believe in in God. Um, And there could be some that are, you know, trying to figure out their faith more. But, you know, I I think directly, you know, uh, answering these questions based upon this idea that they already have uh, a belief and a faith in God, I think is probably the most effective way to go because it's like you you would have to like cast, you know, we need to specify, you know, because we can cast a wide net on like why the whole world thinks a certain way and we're never going to really find a a solid like nugget or an answer. But uh, I think, uh, what am I asking? I I I heard what you asked and it was why? Why do we ask that question? Why are we here? Yeah, no, why do we root our identity and our purpose in the 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 friendships we have Mm -hmm. the things that we do the career choices the mistakes the uh, attributes the clothing like we root ourself in things like you know colossians talks about setting your minds on things that are above and not on earth and then there's Mm -hmm. i think it's i don't know i don't know if you'd know this caleb but just in matthew i think it's in matthew uh don't uh wherever your heart is your treasure also or whether your treasure is your heart is also so don't put your treasure on the earth where Mm -hmm. moths can get to it and rust and all these things and i think what you just said there is exactly the reason why people question like have that exact question is because these things are tangible Mm -hmm. right like relationships are tangible people are like tangible um, what you what you do like you can conceptualize that you can understand that God is unfathomable right like we can't conceptualize yeah. we can't we can't put him in a box right um, and but we like to we, put things in yes, boxes and leave things simple and when yes. they don't get when they're not simple mm-hmm. we 
we run yeah and we because we're like i need boxes i need mm-hmm. simplicity so i can wrap my head around it but maybe we can't you know right just because it's complicated doesn't mean it isn't worth it mm. and i feel like a lot of people run away from complicated situations like relationships or they run away from conflict right because it's like something that you haven't trained yourself to to deal with mm. or to go through right and so yeah i think these things that we're talking about, like they're tangible they're measurable you can see them you can taste them you can touch them they're here but he like you can't see him right mm. but yeah so how does one dissociate themselves from these things that are so tangible and like yes i do these things and yes i can be proud of the things that i've accomplished but how do i make it to where that's not who i am like that's a very difficult process Mm -hmm. because they are so here Mm -hmm. now and it's like god and being a child of god is something non-tangible and to to many like and i think maybe spending that time with the lord on a daily basis brings it to more of a tangible thing Mm because you're like i have this relational equity right with god Mm -hmm. and so i am rooted in that Mm -hmm. equity and that relationship that's right because all of these things can go away right Mm -hmm. you can get fired you could you know like all of these things could go away you could lose that relationship or your house could burn down like all of these things could go away right um but god doesn't and so I think knowing that he, that he is always there, he will no, never go away, that is something to ground yourself in more than success, money, mm. education, you know, like all of those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, okay, you, you mentioned, uh, we're kind of bouncing back or and forth here. around. You, you mentioned uh, being afraid of something that may be difficult how do we discover whether that thing is worth it or not to endure through or to continue to pursue if, you know, if it is like a lot? Sometimes you won't always know, yeah, right? But sometimes it will just feel right. Mm. Um, and you got to pray about it, right? Because we, we think that we make really good decisions, but we don't. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, and what our brain does is it finds different things to back up the decision that we made, like confirmation bias, uh. essentially. Like, oh, yeah, I wonder why. I knew that. Like, I, I knew I should have made that decision. Mm. That's right. Um, so I don't think you're always going to know, but I think praying about it intentionally before you have that conflict um, or before you have a difficult conversation yeah. with somebody, like the Lord's going to be there with you. You're going to feel him. There. Yeah, and I think maybe, you know, that process of searching God's heart and allowing God to search your heart and bring you from this place of associating who you are and your identity with the things that you do makes it a lot easier to stay calm when things get choppy mm-hmm. i think so too. <laughs> i agree and I, I think you i think you illustrated that really well yeah mm-hmm. so you, you wanted to go into negative self-talk so like let's let's say let's let's use this as a transition <laughs> okay if 
things are getting rocky. You just lost your job because of COVID. You did get out of a relationship. You, uh, you know, lost a parent or, or whatever it is, or you're going through something difficult that takes, uh, it has pressure. It's, uh, large decisions. It's life changing decisions. It's, uh, and, and you do feel yourself slipping into that negative self-talk. Like, you know, there is times like in this last process that I'm going through, I'm like, for one, I want to be honest with myself mm-hmm. and, and the role that I played and the things that I can grow in and I want to learn from it. But I've noticed there's a, there's a certain point where it's like, it's part of it is not you at all part of it had nothing to do with what you could do or did do or should do or mindsets that you had practices that you have sometimes it's just the will of god stirring some things around Mm -hmm. you know when you lose your job and you have to go on this new journey of self-discovery and you realize oh i had all my identity in that position um where what what's the role of that self-talk and self-discovery and and when it does turn negative like what do we do how do you chop it yeah how do you stop it well these or should words, we yeah well the, the negative self-talk and the self-doubt is it's not from god right saying that you're stupid or you're dumb or you're ugly or you're you mm. know fat or whatever negative self-talk it is i'm not good enough i'm not pretty enough i'm not smart enough i'm not strong enough whatever these things come into our mind, right? Mm-hmm. So first we need to identify what is the environment in which we are in that this negative self-talk happens. And typically it's in a time where, or in an environment where we don't feel very confident. We don't feel like we, we got our game in that area, mm-hmm. right? And so then like once, once you recognize that you're saying these negative things to yourself and that this negative self-talk is happening in your life, you're supposed to like call it out right like what are the facts Mm. here like is this is this true am i actually you know this way or what like like what is the truth behind this and then from there i think it puts things into perspective as to the lies in which you're telling yourself right um and then i always love to say this to people is would you be friends with someone who spoke to you the way that you speak to yourself Mm. or would you work for somebody who spoke to you the way that you speak to yourself? Hmm. Probably not. Right. Right. And or was I, as hard on yourself. Or as as hard on yourself. Right. Like, oh, that was so dumb. Like, what? Like, got to be nice to yourself. Right. Grace. There's one person. <laughs> yes. There's one person who's going to be with you for the rest of your life, and that's yourself. And you can't cheat the man in the glass because if you don't like yourself, you're not going to be a happy person. Hmm. Right. And so. Um, you're going to be a shell of a person. Yeah, right. That's right. Because you're not going to be happy. And um, so quite often I hear people talking in always or negative type of statements like um, this always happens or this never happens. And the reality is it's like something that's not that's not the reality. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's something doesn't always happen or something doesn't never happen. Like I'm always late or I never get to work on time. Right? Like that's not the truth. Right? There's there's not truth in that. Mm. Like there are some times that you get to work on time, just sometimes you're late. <laughs> so why do you think we live so much in these absolutes? Like it's, I mean, there is absolutes. Like mm-hmm. I think it's healthy to have a structure, okay, this is 
an unchanging truth about who I am. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm a male. That's not going to change. You know, <laughs> right. you could think all you want. I'm always going to be a male. There's nothing that changes that. You know, as much social, you know, uh, socially nice, you know, or apparently that not is these days. It's like that's not changing about me. Mm-hmm. So I'm rooted or like part of my rootedness is that like that is a truth about my life. And then, you know, another truth is that God is good and he's trustworthy. That mm-hmm. is not going to change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these like other absolutes that aren't from God, we seem to live in like, mm-hmm. man, this always turns out this way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always, you know, show up late to, to work or I, I, uh, I, I'm never great in social situations, mm-hmm. you know. That's sowing a seed of bitterness mm. and resentment in that area. That's the way the, the enemy tries to sneak in and mm. attack you, right? Because if you have this this idea that, oh, I'm always going to be late for work or I'm never going to be good in social situations, you're going to basically c- continue with what you say that you're what you're doing, right? Mm. And so that's going to affect you in negative ways moving on it's like you're creating those small mental habits and those those it'll be compounding pretty soon right Mm. so i think it's it's a way for the enemy to try and knock you down so what is some of that like negative self-talk that you've had to release to the lord oh to the lord the one (laughs) that i've i've had to release was i'm i'm not good enough Mm. or i will i will not live up to my potential right because like when you're little, so many people tell you, I've got, you've got so much potential, you're going to do so well. Yeah. And if someone <laughs> it's always... It's pressure. It's pressure, right? And, and it's good pressure, but it's pressure that we put on ourselves, right? And so one of the things I would always worry about in college is, am, am I going to live up to my potential? Well, what, what is that potential? Mm. What, like, what is that level that we're even talking about, right? So I think if you, if you take that away, if you take that living up to my potential away... It allows you to break mm. past even the ceiling that you thought that you were going to get to. Mm. I think that has a lot to do with the voices that we're listening to. Oh, yes. Because like, you know, since it's so fresh, I'm just going to talk about it because that's who I am. This is my podcast. So I can <laughs> talk about stuff. Uh, I think I got so into the mindset of what people were saying. Oh, you guys are a power couple. You're our favorite couple, like all of this stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah, we are. We're great. And, uh, and, but that's not something that God told me. That's not something that the Bible has in it to think of yourself in a prideful way because of the, you know, relationships that you're in or the attributes that you have. And, and so like, yeah, that's, I think we need to watch what we listen to. Like what we listen listen to, to, what we read, Mm. what we take in on social media, the people who we surround ourselves with, the habits that we are involved in or not involved in and taking care of our bodies. So what we consume, what we like, Mm. all of the, all of these things matter in your life. And if you have people who are not a positive influence, who are negatively influencing your life, you should seriously consider not having them in your life. Yeah. And it's okay to not be friends with somebody anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of that. And I think, you know, something that I've learned recently is that personally I need to have more grace for people and see people as a unique creation of God that uh, um, 
that I love regardless of what they bring to the table, you know, or like how interesting of a person they are or, or something like that. But I do really do agree with that there's a place for where if we see that someone in our life is ultimately bringing us to a place where we're not like we're not growing more towards God, like they're not elevating us towards God, uh, then, you know, I think that's a complicated place to be. But there is a I think there is a place for, you know, separating yourself, at least for a limited amount of time. Right. I think it allows you to kind of go back to the drawing board and go back to the basics of rooting your identity in, in God and identifying who are you, right? Um, and not not necessarily associating yourself with that individual on that level, right? Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Would you say the same thing about like an activity or a place that we serve as well? Certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, that's, if it's not serving you in a way that is serving God, um, if it is negatively affecting your your mental health, your um, your positivity, if it's affecting your physical health, if mm. you know, if you are stressed out, if there's anxiety involved, and if you're if this is not drawing you closer to God, then you should. I mean, it's and it's okay to to try new things and to not um, go in this direction. It's okay to to yeah. quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I think a big thing you're saying is uh, watching what we put in. And I think even a bigger strategy or a better strategy or a more biblical strategy is like not necessarily even like dissecting each everything that we're putting in, but allowing our minds to be consumed with a specific person that is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. Setting your mind on things that are above, not things on the earth. Um, And knowing that that's our ultimate place and that will bring us the most fullness of joy and the most fullness of purpose. And I also, oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I also feel like we live in a very distracted world yeah. these days. Like, when was the last time that you were in, in a place where you were standing in a line and you weren't on your phone? Right. Right? Um, so if, we're, if we live in a distracted world... Like if we are distracted, then we can't see the good, we can't see the bad either, right? So I don't think we were meant to have technology in our hands, <laughs> scrolling through social media every second of the day or like whenever we get a time or whenever we were bored, right? Mm. Whenever we were little, um, if I was bored, my parents would be like, hey, go out, then go outside and play or you can go do chores, right? We need time, like a tech-free time where we can think and be creative, and have that time for self-reflection because if we're constantly being stimulated we're not reflecting we're not reflecting mm. and we're also probably not going to sleep as great you're like your phone should not sleep beside you right should sleep <laughs> you know on your dresser away from your bed because it dopamine is dumped into our brain anytime we get a text or a notification or a message or whatever and so if that is yeah. something that stimulates us we're going to be looking for that stimulation even if we're sleeping hmm and so. like first thing in the morning, going to the phone. Going to the phone. That's been something that I have been really focusing on not doing is even touching the phone in at least the first 15 minutes of me being awake. You know, just immediately going. Because I, I have like wild dreams. And I think it's because 
I don't know why it's because, but I think my brain processed through a lot at night. You have ideation and strategic in your top five, yeah. right? So that's the reason why. <laughs> you just are a very creative person. And so if you don't get to release that creativity whenever you're awake, your brain's going to do it while you're asleep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. Just need to be more creative every single day. <laughs> find time to be creative. You know, that's what I find. Like I, I found for a while when I had like stopped the podcast for a while. I just, I felt anxious. Like, yeah. Cause I was like, I need to po- do a podcast. It's like a creative outlet, I guess, mm-hmm. to be able to process and think through ideas. But one thing like back to the, the, we fill our time with so many things is, uh, you know, I think we can, we miss out on God through that because we're not silencing anything. Mm-mm. And something that I have really been focusing this week, especially I'm a big proponent of like feeling what needs to be feel, felt and walking right into that, taking in, you know, maybe it's the wrong strategy. No, I don't think it's the wrong strategy mm. at all. In fact, that's what a lot of, a lot of really good researchers and scientists say is like, if you have a feeling, feel it. Like mm. don't try and suppress it because if you suppress it, it's going to come out in another way in your life. And it's like, if you're feeling sad, feel sad, but yeah. don't, don't treat that as a good or a bad emotion. Right. It is what it is. Like we are emotional beings. Our prefrontal cortex is at the front part of our brain and the limbic system is somewhere in the middle. And in order for us to form a thought, that information has to go through the limbic system in our brain, which is specific for emotions. Mm. So even though we are making a rational decision in our prefrontal cortex, that information still flows through the emotion part in our mm. brain. So if you are suppressing your emotions, you're gonna other things are going to happen negatively in your life. Mm. You'll go off on somebody and you'll be like, why did I do that? Or you'll start crying randomly and you'll be like, why am I doing that? Yeah. You know, and so you your emotions get on this roller coaster of that are out of your out of control. So if you're mad, feel mad. I mean, don't act on that madness. Right. Like don't act on that anger. God never said it's not okay for you to be angry um, or mad, but it is it is a not okay, right, for you to act on that anger. Hmm. Yeah, and I think there is a big difference between like accepting and embracing something and feeling and learning from it and processing through it in a moment and dwelling and sulking in that place Mm -hmm. to where you're just trapped in that emotion i think anytime people go through a like any loss of any type a lot of people have a lot of advice and opinions and and i think it's good to go to a lot of people and take in like their advice and things especially people that you trust and that have been um, wise people speaking in your life from the beginning. But I think uh, what I've seen is a, a significant amount of advice has been like, go dive into other things, like distract yourself, like go hang out with a lot of people, go do a lot of things, go work on this, go work on that to like give yourself a distraction. It's kind stemming of. the emotion. Yeah. And you, the emotion is still there but you're just distracting yourself. So it still hasn't been dealt with, right? right? You just gotta, is it, I mean, it's, it sounds so easy for me to say this, but you just gotta let it go. Yeah. There's a reason why the rear view mirror in a vehicle is so small. Like you only look at it for a second or mm. two, otherwise you're gonna crash, right? If you're not looking where you're going, there's a reason why the windshield is so big, okay? So you have to look 
forward. And if you look back, you'll crash. Mm. What I have found that was has been so stress relieving and just freeing for me is going back to the place of a, lo- a specific location of a time in my life where I was wronged or hurt or I had I was dwelling on something mm. and just forgiving, like yeah. forgiving that space, forgiving that time in my life and learning from that. Because yeah. if you dwell on the things that have happened to you before, you will be stuck there yeah. and you can't move forward. You can't move forward in a way that is going to be God honoring or that like, you're just going to be stuck in the past. And nobody wants to be let you know, that high, yeah. high school guy in, in his hometown, like going to the football games and being like, <laughs> you know, I remember whenever I was the quarterback, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's like a total oh different analogy from what we're talking about. But yeah. I mean, like you, you don't want to be stuck. Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, I think there's a, such a balance there and it's like so many times everything is somewhere in between the extremes oh yeah and like you you know you have to feel to heal process and learn but then move forward don't get stuck there because one of the coolest things about what i'm going through is there's no animosity there's no bad feelings or anything like that Mm -hmm. like because it was so honoring and encouraging and in all of those so i don't have to like have this like dang i don't like this person mm-hmm. kind of thing like no but um i think you know bringing that kind of full circle if we're talking about like where does our identity lie if our identity then you know lies in like our all of our things you know whether that's friendships or you know, things that we're involved in or a podcast or this and that. And we go from, okay, I don't want to process this. So I'm going to jump to another thing. Then that's kind of doing what we said before. It's a rooting our identity and our hope in the things right? and not fully embracing, okay, God loves me. I'm going to sit and I'm going to dwell in this for, you know, however long it is for you, you know, two weeks a week, a month, whatever, and I'm going to fully process and feel so that I can receive what God wants for me in this moment and I can grow and then I'm enriching the Mm -hmm. relationships and the things that I'm involved in instead of just using those things as my new kind of idol in a sense or my new uh, distraction, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think just being honest with ourselves in those it's a it's a weird balance because you can be so like dwelling on that to where you just get stuck and then you can go so fast to move forward that you you miss the whole purpose mm-hmm. of like what you're walking through. Mm-hmm. And so one of the the biggest things that's happened in my life recently was one of my really good friends named Brandon. Mm-hmm. He was electrocuted and he fell off a roof about 25 oh, wow. 25 feet fractured his skull, multiple bones in his back and in his ribs, like completely messed up his ankle. And um, like he had to be life flighted to mm. Memorial Hermann in, in Houston. And we, we had no idea what was going to, be, what was going to happen with this. And um, 
multiple brain breeds, brain bleeds. They put him in a medically induced coma. They thought maybe they were going to have to put in a trach. Luckily, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had so many people praying for him, and um, was he was a former Marine, and so just very, uh, very tough guy. Yeah. Um, and now this is about seven weeks after the accident. He's talking. He is fully functioning. Um, but for a while there, we were like, what is the purpose in all of this? Like, yeah. like why, why did God throw him off a roof? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how, <laughs> how he says it too, is like, I asked God to get me out of the situation. I wasn't really listening to what he had to say. So he literally threw me off the roof to get me out, like out of this job. Wow. And so, and, and out of this situation. And so, and he would, if he was sitting right here, he would tell you the exact same thing, but his father is a pastor Mm. and I'll share his, his, um, link with you after whenever we wrap up and whenever we leave. Um, but what he did was he, he recounted the struggles that Brandon had and the, like the difficult season that he was walking through and he tied every, everything back to God. And that was really Mm. rewarding to see like the purpose in this season it's because so many other people have been impacted and he said that other people have been brought to christ through this situation and so it's you know it's just really funny to see how god works in in all of these different ways and um so brandon brandon would tell you like the purpose of this is it's just to bring people closer to god yeah isn't that fascinating yeah i mean it was it was really scary there for a little while and we have we have to bring it back mm-hmm to glorifying God because that is our purpose, right? That's right. To to basically talk good about our dad, you know, mm-hmm. like to glorify his name and show like, dang, he, that's his goodness because if we don't learn from the things that we walk through and see that, then we don't have a testimony to share. Mm-hmm. We just have like this, this pat memory mm-hmm. and, and then... And the, you can dwell on that memory. Yeah. And you have a lot of times negative emotions about a memory Mm. like that yeah yeah i guess like how did he do you know how he brought like this purpose of god into it like yeah so one of let me let me think of one of the stories oh brandon was having a particularly rough day where he wasn't listening to the nurses. He was being, being really defiant. He ripped out his breathing tube five times, not oh. once, not twice, five times. And because he, like, he didn't want it in there, right? And so his dad one day was sitting in there and he was just like really frustrated with Brandon. And he's like, Brandon, like you have to listen. And at that part in the healing process of um, Brandon's, um, whenever Brandon was processing through that, that trauma from his brain, like he didn't really care. Like he couldn't conceptualize that this was frustrating to his father. This was frustrating to the staff. Like for him, he wanted this to be out, right? And so the way that um, his dad brought brought this situation back to the Lord was like, I need to give myself grace. I need to give Brandon grace. I knew that he was um, healing and growing still mm. throughout this time. And so he said, I messed up, but I also knew that like I needed to give myself a little bit of patience and a little bit of grace. Mm. Because we're all just people mm-hmm. processing, living, and yes. trying to learn. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, the other things that Brandon experienced on this journey was whenever your your brain is healing from that type of trauma, um, you go through this thing called storming, where your body gets really, really, really hot, 
and then it gets really, really, really cold. And so, and it could happen with in the blink of an eye, right? So he could be asking for um, blankets in one second and then the fan for the next. And mm. it was a roller coaster of emotions for him and how his father brought that brought it back to um, biblically was like, we have we have emotions, but how are they leading us? Like, are we letting our emotions lead us? I wish I had my phone turned on right now. Otherwise, I would read one to you. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, it's been it's been really cool to see that journey and how everything has been brought back to God. Yeah, I think when we look at other people's testimonies and life experiences. It brings perspective it to does. us, and that's why we need to we need to hear and listen to people, you know, not just like not just think about ourselves. Because mm-hmm. like when you think about healing, you think about you know getting more purpose, like like you said, helping other people, mm-hmm. like, and not only just like thinking of it in terms of like, oh, I'm gonna do this for this person so I can help them, or I'm gonna like write a book so I can help them. None none of that is bad, right? But I'm just going to like care about what they care about for a second yes, and hear them and listen to them. Absolutely. And because people want to be heard mm. and they want to hear valued and we need to listen with the intent to listen and not listen with the intent to reply. That's one of the things I teach in sales is like you have to really hear what they're going through and mm. not offer a fix it statement. Um, so that they, because if you if you automatically fire off, even if you know the the solution to their problem, if you automatically tell them, "Hey, this is how you solve it," they're not going to feel heard. They're going to feel like you just kind of brushed over their feelings, how they are feeling. Mm. And so you have to. It's it may take a while for you to for to listen to that person, um, but it's important to to listen and to hear and just just be a be a friend and not offer advice. Never offer unsolicited <laughs> advice. Yeah. Otherwise, people are not going to feel like you really understood them. And you know what? If you just like sit there and listen and be like, that must be really hard to be walking through right now. Whenever they get done, you know what they're going to say? Thank you for listening to me. I really appreciate that. I feel yeah. lighter. I feel better. The reason why therapists are out there in this world, right? Like people need. They don't say much. <laughs> they really no, don't. When they you think don't. About it. <laughs> but but it's so valuable, and everybody needs therapy. I'm gonna say that again. Everybody needs therapy, and if you think Agreed. that it, it's like this, um, you know, shrink that's gonna show you these photos and say, <laughs> "What does this make you like? What does what does this look like to you?" That's not how it is. You, but it's so important to have an unbiased opinion on something that is difficult in your life. And so you need to set, surround yourself with community. Yeah. And go to therapy, dang it. There are a lot of things from childhood that people bottle up and people bring into their adulthood and it negatively affects them. And if you do not deal with that now, that's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect your children. So deal with it. It may suck for a while. Like it's going to be... Um, you have to en- embrace embrace the suck, embrace the <laughs> the difficult feelings, and um, walk through it, even yeah. if it hurts. And I, I think that's why a lot of people bottle up their emotions because they don't know how to f- deal with that feeling. Is that always like someone that you pay? Like, it you know, like you're talking therapy. Is mm-hmm. that should that always look like a professional? Well, it depends. It depends, right? You could have you could have the same conversation with a friend, but you have to make sure that you 
trust them mm. right and that they are not going to share this information with other people otherwise it's going to violate their trust right yeah. so if you feel but you also can't lean on that other person right when walking through this time because they may not know how to emotionally process what you are telling them and then there's that codependency exactly where you're not actually you know as i think it all returns to that like where do we find our identity and where are we filled and where are we rooted because it's like you can keep running to a person but you're not actually like you're not actually walking through it especially if you know there's someone that does know you is your friend and mm -hmm. has uh has a part of their life invested into you they may give you some biased advice exactly. you know especially if they know your life and the situation that you're walking through so and you don't want biased advice right like you want yeah. unbiased unsolicited mm. advice i just feel like i almost like i'm kind of sad in the sense of uh i feel like that's what the church was originally supposed to be is a place where like people get therapy and people listen to each other and like and i think you do find that mm -hmm. in a lot of places at least like i have with a lot of like older mentorship i found it best not in peers always has been in older men that are married or just older in general that can like give me some advice in hindsight because mm -hmm. they're like okay i was in college once because you know, yeah. hindsight is 22. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the quote from this episode hindsight i is can't 22. believe i said that and it's so funny i'm like laughing to myself because one time my sister and i were sitting and she was like yeah hindsight is 50 50. i mean like no it's 2020 and here i was like hindsight's 22. <laughs> well this is 2020 is the year and we don't like 2020 so. <laughs> but you know what there edition. is there is good in this year Absolutely. i love this year it, there Me is too. good to look <laughs> look for in this year i felt like people waved at me more like whenever we went in during quarantine people waved more um, and that was the hope of it right yeah. like you started oh people were going outside they don't have anything else to do oh you're talking more mm -hmm. and then i guess someone up in the food chain was like we don't like that we need more division and they're like do this do this do this oh social injustice boom we got them we got them back to where we want you know <laughs> like not to think in conspiracies but it almost felt like that it was like we're doing so good like we're unifying and all this stuff and like no <laughs> racism wear masks differences focus yeah. on that and it's like man it is too bad that a lot yeah. of people have focused on differences but dang it there's so there's we can connect on something. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are a homeless person on the side of the road who I have never met before. There is something that we can connect on. Mm. And I feel like right now during this time, people are grounded in what they believe and what they care about. And there, a lot of people are not looking for that connection. Mm. Some of my best friends have a different belief politically. Right. That's just one thing we don't really talk about. Um, however, we can connect on something, right? Mm. So just go back to the basics, right? Go back to how, how you can connect with human beings because we're all just trying to make it in this yeah. life, right? And people like friends and good people. Like people like other good people. And so 
just we need to love on each other and build each other up and not try to tear each other down i just thought of something what if we treated loving god and loving our neighbor and we treated the good news the gospel like with the same urgency we treated to tell someone their political opinion is wrong well then i think (laughs) this world would be a much happier place yeah it really would and like what we were talking about earlier, a lot of people of who they are is grounded in what they believe, mm. right? They believe that, you know, be, you know, in being a liberal versus being a conservative, their belief, like whatever their political belief is. And so anyhow. Yeah. And I think all like what you said earlier is like listening doesn't necessarily mean you're like accepting everything they're saying as your own truth. Right. Like you can listen and like not try to in- interject like even if like you know what they're saying is not true like you know like i very much believe in absolute truth i think there is such thing as absolute truth i think there is uh such thing as objective moral standards i i just believe that and that's my that's my worldview and like in the show we look at from the, that's the biblical worldview it's objective morality um but like you said before it's like sometimes and a lot of the times it's letting that person know that you care about them and how they feel Mm -hmm. and like listening to them from that perspective of saying like you know saying without saying anything like i care about you i'm gonna listen to you in Mm -hmm. this moment and knowing that like if we do want any change in their life it's not going to be us pointing our finger and talking to them even if it's in a nice way they're going to have to come to that discovery on their own. And sometimes the only way to do that is just loving them to death, Mm -hmm. you know, loving them until they like process it. Like, gosh, you know, I see the way you live and I see the way that you think and talk to people like, and then they start asking questions like, why? Why do you live this way? Mm -hmm. There is this really cool author. Can I tell you his name? Yeah. His name is Bob Goff. Okay? Oh! I love Bob. Do you know Bob Goff? Yes. Okay. I just read one of his books. Which one did you finish? Ago. I finished, and I, I started another one. Uh, I started Everybody Always, but I finished uh, Love Does. I just, I'm I'm finished, I'm reading Love his Does. New one? I just finished Everybody Always. Oh, so, so flipping we're like it. flipped. Yeah. Yeah. And he, what he does particularly well is he loves people regardless of who they are or where they are. Have you read the story about the gentleman in his yellow truck? Yeah. Is that in Everybody Always? Yes. No, I haven't. Okay, I won't ruin it for you. Okay. It is good. But go go pick it it up. Is it worth, like, ruining? Like, can you talk about it? (laughs) If you're okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. (laughs) So. Spoiler alert for everybody. Here we go. For anybody who's going to read this book. Um, So Bob Goff went to law school and got this this job as a lawyer and um, his law firm gave him $200 a month to park at this place across the street or he could park about like a 20 minute walk away and he could save that $200 because he had a new family and he was um, kind of struggling financially and so he was like trying to get his feet underneath him yeah and so anyhow he had this big big busted up yellow truck that he drove around that his father gave him and one day he walks to his truck and there's this 
this homeless man sitting in his vehicle. Y'all, he would always leave it unlocked because he was like, don't want anyone to break in or like bust a window. And so mm. um, he like taps on the window and he says like, hello. And, and the homeless man looks at him and he waves and he goes, hello. And he goes back to like, he's driving the vehicle. And um, <laughs> Bob Goff like knocks on the window again and, and he goes, anywhere I can take you? And um, Bob Goff said, nope, not today. Um, and so like, of course he gathered, the homeless gentleman like gathered his things and he went on his way. Well, this yeah. relationship continued for like three or four months. He would right? always go and sit he in his car. He would always go and sit in his car throughout <laughs> the day because that was a place that he found safe huh. and that he found secure. And so, um, anyhow, so one day he goes, Bob Goff is so bold. He is so bold. <laughs> just wait until you learn, like read more. Okay. I just, I love his book and I love his stuff. Um, but anyhow, yeah. and so he, he develops this relationship with this homeless gentleman and, um, you know, here, you know, here's a story and kind of talks with him and stuff. And, um, then one day he's gone and he's like, this is strange. My mm. friend's not here, but his friend had like, drank a bunch of alcohol and like trashed his truck and so he never saw him again but he still listened and you know loved on that guy and cared for him and prayed for him even though he was completely different than who he was so mm. i encourage anybody listening to just go and find somebody that you don't know and connect with them you never know what you're yeah. going to learn from somebody everybody has a story yeah you can learn something from everybody Hmm. I really believe Everybody that. always. Everybody always. <laughs> Can I spoil something from Love Does? Please. Or, okay. So uh, it's kind of cool because everybody always seems to be more on like the journey that, uh, I don't know, I haven't read it. But based upon that story, something that like uh, Bob took from his past experience and it allowed him to like boldly and with grace handle a situation like that because I guarantee you, 97% of everybody would just freak out, tell that homeless person to get out of their car. Right. And then they would have double locked, they put a padlock around their mm -hmm. whole freaking car, mm -hmm. you know, after that. Um, but Bob, one of the coolest things about Love Does is uh, he was talking about this story of this guy. He was like, uh, and this was before Bob became a believer and was still like in this, uh, you know, high he was in high school and he's trying to. I know the story. Oh, you do? Talking. Okay. Yeah. No, keep telling. Yeah, me and it's really uh, good. he he was like, my, you know, my parents told me not to hang out with people like this, but this guy with his motorcycle, he wasn't even in high school. He would just come hang around the high school, and uh, it turns out that guy was a young life leader, <laughs> and uh, he developed over time a relationship with bob and was just so graceful and walked life through him because i think for the most part like i think that's what we're saying with this is like we just need to be people that walk through life with other people mm -hmm. and we're just there like regardless like we're not judgmental we're not uh we're not so opinionated that it stops the ability for us to just walk life and love people and Bob had uh, this ambition to go drop out of high school, uh, get his GED or something like that, drop out of high school and go live at Yosemite as a mountain man. <laughs> <laughs> Yosemite National Park. And uh, he tells the Young Life Leader this, and little did he know that he had just been, the Young Life Leader just got married. Married, yeah. Yeah, and so this was like the first week of him being married. 
And he's like, okay, Bob, okay, I'm with you. He's like, one second. And he walks back, gets a backpack, gets like like a beat-up backpack and a sleeping bag and says, I'm with you, Bob, and goes with him <laughs> to Yosemite and was like, I'm with you. And that's that was the main thing that Bob remembered was just this. Like, he didn't say, like, oh, I just, I'll support you in anything and say, oh, but, like, I'm newlywed and I'm – you know, we're setting up things. We're just, we're going to set up this microwave and like, I'm comfortable. I'm like, I want to spend time with my new wife. You know, it was like, I am going to, I'm going to lo- live so recklessly abandoned for my purpose in God and my love for God and others that I'm willing to leave my new wife and go with this kid, ride with him to Yosemite just so that he can be impacted with the love of Jesus mm-hmm. and didn't even know what that was. And to me, that's just like that, that phrase, I'm with you, I'm for you, mm-hmm. I'm for this, you know, has been so impactful in my heart. It's like, dang, like, not only do I need more people like that, but most of all, I need to be that person for someone. Just love everybody, always. Love does. That's what love does, right? That's what love does. Love is irrational sometimes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, and that's why it's so great. I know. Because <laughs> not everything great. has to make sense. Not everything has to, you know, follow this process and, like, line up to where everybody is telling you the right answer or God is speaking out of the clouds to tell you this way, Sometimes this direction. Sometimes God just speaks through friends or speaks yeah. through people. Mm, yeah, so. And that's the love of the Father. Um, I think that... We've been just talking about so much about identity and purpose and loving people and the way we love people, the way we find identity, the way we find purpose is through God's love Mm. because his love is the one that never changes. His love is the one that is always there, that is always present, that is, um, that really is that unchanging, reckless, crazy love that will pursue you with everything and just impact your life and so that's why we need to establish our identity in him yes in his love amen amen wow that was good thank and, you um, <laughs> and i think that in regards to that we can say like our life here um is important it does have a purpose but it's how i would put it is it's just like building sandcastles so you can build a sandcastle, and it can be complex and beautiful, but then a wave washes it away. Mm-hmm. Are we going to put our purpose in the sandcastle? That's so good. Can we still build a sandcastle? Absolutely. God still wants us to go have fun and create and use the passions and skills he's given us on this earth right now and so yes of course we're going to build sand castles it's going to be unique and special and amazing but a wave will knock it off a wave will wash it away so do we get discouraged and frustrated because um, we spend all that time and work in those sand castles or do we get excited for what god's going to give us next for mm-hmm. what we're going to do next and be grateful for the time and the fun we got to spend on that Mm. 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 So what sand castles are you building? 
It's a question to ask yourself. That's so good. I love that. I'm going to use that tonight at my Bible study. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do we got, Caleb? Um, it, it, we've been going for an hour and 11 minutes. Oh. <laughs> it is 621. Okay. Okay. So we've got to wrap it up soon. I, I do want to ask you about that. You mentioned Bible study at the beginning and, and just now. Uh, what effect has being involved in like a community solely driven by the love of Jesus been for like putting all of this stuff in perspective? We can talk about goals, whatever, but at the end of the day, like we said, it's, it's not that that makes us who mm-hmm. we are. Oh golly. I've just enjoyed getting to know these women in my mm. group and their stories and listening to their stories. What we do, it's this phenomenal it's this phenomenal Bible study. It's called Celebrate Recovery, and it helps oh. you with your hurts, hangups, or habits. And it's not for people who are like, yeah. um, you know, an alcoholic or have had like been in, involved in drugs. Like people who have been in that process go there, right? Yeah. One of my colleagues, they were just like, "This really helped me," and I enjoyed it. And I'm like. I want to check this out. This sounds great. And so you have worship and then you hear either a testimony or you hear a sermon, some type of study. And then you go into groups with these with these women because they separate them, women versus men. Yeah. There are things that women feel comfortable talking about with women and guys feel comfortable talking about with guys. And so um, you sit in this group and you've got three to five minutes just to tell people what you're struggling with in the moment or tell them your story. And I'm like three to five minutes. That's like, it's a really long time, Mm. but it is not actually, it goes by very, very (laughs) fast. And you have this group of women who are praying for you for the current things that are happening in your life. And so that has been, it's, it's been a great impact on my life. I very much enjoyed going there. And to, to your point, it just, it's, it's so helpful knowing that there are people in your corner who don't judge you, Mm. who care about you and who love you and who pray for you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy because uh, I had a guy on here that was a Celebrate Recovery leader. Really? I went to a few of the like worship uh, leader like meeting meeting mm-hmm. things. So, is there multiple Celebrate Recoveries here? There or? are. There okay. are three in town. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. I was like, that would be funny if we had seen each other. <laughs> one, one of the <laughs> like, hey, how are yeah. You? Um, well, Cody, this has been amazing great conversation uh i think different than probably i expected or i don't know different in a good way I hope. yeah yeah for sure um i hope it impacted you know someone and maybe you'd like to pray us out and then we'll yeah in this i would love to pray us okay. out okay i'm gonna i'm a eye closer whenever i pray so yeah. i'm gonna close my eyes Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time together as we worship you and honor you and and all of the words that we say, because words are powerful and they really do matter. And we ask that the individuals who are listening to this podcast are also impacted in some way that they have, that you work in their lives, Lord, and just lift them up in, in positive ways. Lead them to walk in your way, Lord. We thank you for this day. Thank you for this time in our lives and Allow us to <laughs> glorify you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I messed that up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks and for having thanks me. Thanks to everybody who listened. And we will see you Thursday with Garrett Cole, uh, former children's pastor. Mm-hmm.